And what we found is that a lot of these uh, small businesses really rely on these software platforms to help them grow. And these software platforms are then really positioned well to offer more integrated payments into that whole user experience, right? To really get more revenue and also get their small businesses paid faster. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. As an integrated payments provider for platforms, WePay works with software firms like FreshBooks and BigCommerce to help small businesses get paid faster. Today's guest on the podcast is Tina Shao, the firm's chief operating officer. Over seven years with the company, she's worn a variety of hats in building and growing WePay. The payments firm was acquired by JP Morgan in 2017. Tina describes how the acquisition has evolved and how the two firms work together and collaborate. WePay is ramping its customers and scaling its people. And Tina discusses how the firm has found a way to leverage Chase's resources while remaining nimble and innovative. Tina Shaw is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, great to meet you. Uh, my name is Tina Shaw, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of WePay. Um, in that role, I lead a bunch of different things, including customer support, risk management, technical account management, as well as HR recruiting. And I have been at WePay for over six years. I guess it's a good question. What don't you take care of at WePay? <laughs> um, lots of things. I mean, we are a growing company, uh, but you know, we have a great leadership team um, across uh, uh, all of our different functions. So obviously, I don't need product or engineering uh, and uh, finance. So you know, we certainly have great leaders across all of those functions as well. And before we jump into WePay, um, can you tell me a little bit about your background, how you got to WePay? Yeah, sure. Um, so prior to WePay, I was at Intuit for over 11 years and fully focused on small businesses there, uh, mostly in marketing, but a little bit of product management as well. And WePay came calling. Uh, I, I loved Intuit. I've been there for a really long time, but WePay was just a great, particularly the co-founders, they just had such a great culture, value system, and they were doing some really, really innovative things in the payment space, particularly for small businesses. So I was hired uh, as the VP of marketing first. We were only about 40 people. Sometimes the CEO jokes that I was the first adult that he hired. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, we've really been able to grow the business, the culture, uh, and even through, you know, the acquisition, really continue to innovate and, you know, serve our partners, but definitely the small businesses. So that's kind of my background. And, you know, throughout of it, as we've grown, as you can tell, I've definitely evolved my career and been able to take on new things within WePay as well. So I just want to go back to one of the things you said. Can, can, can you be a little more specific about what it was um, when WePay came calling and when you were at Intuit that, that got you to mm -hmm. jump ship? Yeah, I mean, I think a couple things. Uh, one was definitely, you know, the the co-founders uh, and what they were trying to build. Um, it was really clear to me that they had a lot of passion uh, for their customers and that they wanted to really, you know, do things differently. Um, and, you know, being an intimate, we had definitely looked at them. I was in the payments division at the very end of my stint there. And we had looked to WePay and their seamless user experience and how they were really able to do things very differently, you know, as, as someone that was an example of where we could be going. And so I knew about them. And so when they came calling, I was like, huh, I would love to talk to them. 
you know, I will be honest at first, I was like, I don't know about this exact business model. Is it going to work? But I just knew that what they could build and what they could build with me together was really going to thrive. Um, and that was really because I knew that they were going to be open to learning and to different ideas. Um, and so I think that was, that was really part of it. Uh, and we certainly have evolved, you know, we changed our business model over the years, still focused on small businesses, but uh, in the intramurals direct, not instead of direct to small businesses through our partners. Um, and that's how we've really grown. And now back with Chase, we're able to go direct again to small businesses with our scale and size. Uh, but, you know, once again, it goes back to the values and what we were trying to build together. So, so let's talk about the integrated offering. Um, mm -hmm. Can you, can you explain it, I guess, to the audience who may not be familiar with, with WePay? Yeah. So, um, uh, if you think about WePay, um, well, let's think about small businesses first. There's a ton of small businesses um, in the U.S. They're growing. And uh, what we often find is that they are using lots of different software platforms to power their business, right? Whether it is uh, invoicing or back-end accounting or helping them acquire customers um, or managing, you know, other things in their business. And what we've found is that a lot of these uh, small businesses really rely on these software platforms to help them grow. And these software platforms are then really positioned well to offer more integrated payments into that whole user experience, right? To really get more revenue and also get their small businesses paid faster. And so what we do is we pay is we underpin all of that for these platform partners um, so that through our easy APIs, they can really offer these payments into their system without any of that risk and compliance and regu regulatory hassle. We really take on that payments expertise. So, uh, so, so yeah, so go integrate for it. at the at the platform level. Um, mm -hmm. Does WePay become a single choice for a small business, or does it become the I guess the default payment uh, infrastructure in the in the platform? Yeah, it really depends on what the platform partner wants to do and how their user experience is designed. For many of them, we are the default or the only one. Sometimes it's even co-branded or branded under uh, the platforms brand. So like FreshBooks, for example, they'll call it, you know, FreshBooks payments and, you know, it's powered by WePay. And so we're really, we're really flexible as to how the platform partner really wants to, you know, design that new user experience, which is why I think a lot of our partners come to us. That makes a lot of sense. And I, and I guess from, from a timeline perspective, you guys are pretty early, I guess, in anticipating the move to, to marketplaces, right? Yeah, uh, particularly marketplaces and for these small business platform providers, mm -hmm. we saw that a couple years ago where we said, you know what, like, right, software is eating up the world, right? Um, and we also know that a lot of these small businesses were relying on these software providers. And, you know, if you've got people captured um, and you're providing real value, how do you continue to retain them, provide more value, right? Like if they're on your platform. And we saw this trend a couple years ago. And so we really designed a product to help these platform, you know, providers. Uh, and it's worked really well, obviously. Can you name some of the clients that you work with and I guess what the integration looks like? Yeah, so FreshBooks is a great example. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to FreshBooks, you know, their core tool is an invoicing uh, tool for small businesses. Um, and then what they've been able to do is a small business will send an invoice and payments is integrated, right? Like you basically do one click and the, the small business can get paid by a client online. And so that's how FreshBooks has integrated us 
Uh, another example, another two examples are Big Commerce, uh, who is an e-commerce provider. They've got a couple different options, and we're one of the key options that they provide to their small businesses. Touch Bistro, which is more point of sale, is another example. So various, as you can see, really a breadth of different kinds of partners that we work with. And I guess what are the biggest challenges, I guess, in working with um, sort of an integrated payments um, tool into, uh, into a software platform or into a marketplace? Well, I, I think, you know, the, the thing is that uh, if you were to do this on your own as one of these platform partners, it's really difficult, right, to become an expert in payments, to you know, find a partner to think about all the risk and compliance and regulations. And so I think that's like the operational burdens almost, right, is the biggest hassle and the biggest thing that makes getting into payments or integrating payments into your platform difficult. Uh, and that's one of the things we've been really able to solve for them, right? Like we take on all of that risk for them. We help them through it all um, and really, you know, do that, take care of that operational burden for them. And so I think usually that's the biggest barrier um, and we're taking that barrier away. Is there a lot of education, I guess, in, in that type of relationship? Is there you know, a significant sort of client onboarding uh, process? I wouldn't say significant. I would say it really depends on the partner's journey. Like if they have even thought about payments before, if they, you know, are new to it, or maybe they've like dabbled a little bit, or if they've, you know, been a kind of a gateway where they've like, uh, had a couple different partners, um, but not a preferred one. So it depends on where they are in their journey. Um, but what we typically do is we build a whole kind of onboarding process, right? So we have a whole integration team that will help advise, right, their engineers on how to integrate and what things to think about. We can help you solution design. And then once you start to uh, think about building your solution. We can also consult in terms of risk. We will also onboard you into support. So we will train your support team as well on what is a chargeback, right? Uh, and so we will, we've really built a process such that you can be really educated in payments or you can have a little bit of knowledge and we can sort of walk you through that whole, whole piece, but make it really easy and seamless for you. That makes a lot of sense. So, so can we switch gears to um, the acquisition? When did when did Chase make the acquisition? Let's see, a little bit under eighteen months ago. So, I think we officially closed December first of twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, almost eighteen months. Exciting. And and what was what was Chase? What did obviously you know you're growing company in a, in a hot space? But what 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 was Chase most interested in with WePay? Well, I guess I would say at the beginning, it was probably two big things. One was we really fit, you know, a great, um, I would say, piece in their product set, right? Because they had not been going as much to these uh, partners. So we had been, we really fit that uh, product need that they had. And then secondly, it really was around like the technology talent and the innovation. They are really investing a lot in fintech in innovation and you know we were uh, we're really a piece of all that and so they've you know they have kept everybody uh we have and in fact people are thriving they're growing and they actually made a ton of investment in us so for the first uh months and continuing now we have grown our employee base dramatically um and have been now investing in new products together with them and so that's really been the last 
couple of months where they have, you know, they acquired us, they put a ton of investment into us, they hired a bunch of people, particularly on the technical side. And now, you know, they're, we're innovating more together. So that's the exciting part about this acquisition. So I want to hear about the new products in a second. What, what was the integration like? And I guess, what is, what is the current state of integration? How do you function within the, the greater Chase ecosystem? You know, the integration has been going surprisingly well. Uh, I think, you know, they did a really great job of, they knew that this was really the first FinTech acquisition they had done in a long, long time. Um, if ever, I think it's been, you know, a decade, maybe since their last big acquisition in general. And so they were really sensitive about, you know, not sort of crushing us because they're, you know, almost 250,000 employees. Right. Uh, at acquisition, we were kind of close to 300, right? And so they were very, very protective of us. They built sort of this wall around us with an integration team and the people that they picked were all longtime employees who were willing to really push back and kind of, you know, defy the, the general norms. Um, and so that that's why it's been successful. The senior leaders have all been very, very supportive and said, you know, we want you to help us, right, be different we want to learn from you all as well. And so they very much try to preserve the culture and the innovation and, uh, you know, let us be able to function, I would say like 90%, right? <laughs> the same way uh, as a small innovative company within a large company. And so I think that's been really great. The other thing is we've still been able to benefit though from the fact that they are this massive company with, a great range of products and services and great distribution. So they've been bringing us a lot of distribution, a lot of new customers. Uh, but, you know, they've also now, we've been able to start to partner and think about like, how do we get more access for our partners and our clients to the great breadth of services and products that Chase can bring to bear. So I think, I think it's been, you know, a really good integration. Uh, and we're being really thoughtful, like every single decision we make about tools or technology or HR or about people or again, talent, it's all in the context of, okay, like, are we continuing to like preserve that culture of innovation? And so. I'm curious to know, because I know how many hats you've, you've worn at WePay. Mm-hmm. Um, how is recruiting changed, if at all, uh, now that you're part of a larger organization? Um, is that, do, you know, does top talent look at that as like a benefit that the deep pockets and the breadth that you have, or is it like maybe, you know, this was a hot, like kind of independent company. And now, you know, now they're, you know, they're part of a larger organization. Maybe we're less interested. I'm just kind of curious. The feedback. I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. It. I mean, I think that's like a, a great question. Um, and one that, you know, we, we certainly had to navigate. So I would say like probably like the first month we were trying to figure out like, what is the pitch, you know, cause, there is a different value proposition when you're the standalone startup, right? Versus when you're more of a nimble part of a larger, a much, much larger organization. Uh, But I think it's really worked out quite well. And I will say that I I actually think our close rate on candidates has gone up and we've had the same caliber of candidates because we've had, we have a very, very rigorous recruiting process, particularly around the engineering and technical talent side. And um, we've kept our own recruiting process, tools, team, um, but we've been able to really bring folks in because I think the candidates uh, have really recognized that you know, we're, we're still getting to innovate and like grow and do a lot of things in a small company, but with the breadth and the scale and the mission of right, this big, um, big organization. And so people are excited by that. It's like, wow, I can really make change 
because JPMC has like this great scale, but I can still really like touch everything, right? Because I'm still in a smaller part of the company. Um, and that's been pretty compelling to folks. And, you know, we've kept competitive um, on right, everything else as well in terms of talent and comp and benefits and all of that. So that has allowed us to get the best of both worlds, to be honest. Interesting. And you alluded um, in a previous answer to sort of the joint product development um, that you guys have embarked on over the past few months. Can, can you talk about that? Um, what, how that process works, I guess, the interaction between both, both sides of the company and what products you're working on, actually? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the first things uh, we had to do was obviously, you know, move our back end, right, processing to Chase. So we've been working on that um, and that has been pretty successful. Uh, and we're starting to migrate all that over. And so, like I said, you know, it was part of a, it was sort of like a process right in a cycle. So first, you know, once we required, they invested a lot in us. So we had to hire a bunch of people and then we've been working a lot on products and joint products. And what you'll see in the next couple months is, us announcing a bunch of new products, you know, some of which are very much first to market. Um, and so if you think about the combination of us and Chase, with us being on their backbone now, um, there's a ton, right, of access that we have and benefits. So uh, we hope that in the future we're going to have capabilities like faster funding, right, uh, that will definitely need you know, some market leading and, you know, we're working through that right now. We're going to be going into point of sale together. Um, and we will have a lot of benefits as a combined, um, entity by what we can offer there. Uh, I, I think also, you know, as you think about the future, um, we become really a gateway, right, to a lot of the other financial services that you can offer to both our partners as well as our small businesses. So if you think about all that Chase can offer, right, they have direct deposit accounts. Um, so they have uh, business banking, right? So business accounts, the ink card, loans. And so, you know, what we've done in payments, we could start to do across a lot of other financial services. Um, and so that's a little bit of what the future looks like and some exciting stuff that we will hopefully be able to announce over the next couple of months. Interesting. And um, just going back to that, um, what, is, what, is the, what does the product development, um, I guess, process look like um, between the two companies? Mm -hmm. What does the collaboration look like? Was a team like who, like, I, I know it's a kind of ambiguous question, but I'm just kind of curious <laughs> to understand um, the ping pong or, 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 you know, the level of collaboration. Yeah, I would say that, you know, for many of the products that we're developing, it's still mostly within the WePay system. Mm -hmm. So it is our development team, our development processes, you know, very, very like agile, small team, fast, right? Um, cycles, continuous deployment. So we are, we're still operating the way we were operating our team, you know, product and engineering. Um, I think as we, on all the parts that we've been working with Chase, um, what we've been able to do is really have folks who bridge, right, the two worlds um, uh, that we've kind of appointed to help, like, us co-navigate a bit. <laughs> uh, and I think that's how it's worked, particularly as you think about us integrating the back end. We've had, you know, some folks in the middle, almost like project leads, who've been able to kind of help navigate the two and tie the two together for us. Is it fair to say that WePay functions sort of as um, a technology, an incubator is not the right word, but sort of as, as a, like, as, as JPMC's sort of standalone fintech? 
I think, you know, if you, if you go back to some of the early days of acquisition and some of the press that's out there, you'll see that, yeah, they were trying to keep us as, I would say, independent and as autonomous, you know, as possible with obviously, you know, integration around the margins. Um, well, kind of that language of around the campus and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that was just to kind of say, hey, particularly in the early days, we wanted to, right, like keep that innovation investment going. You know, obviously, as we move along our path, there will be more things that like we integrate, but we're still being really thoughtful around that. Um, and as they, you know, start to kind of evolve, right, like hopefully we'll evolve together. Uh, so I would say that by and large, yeah, I mean, it's that's how it's working. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I would say that there's a lot of things that Jake Morgan Chase is doing in other realms as well that is innovative um, and they're investing a lot of different places. So I wouldn't say we're the only innovation arm, but we're certainly a key innovation arm within, you know, fintech and within payments in particular. We'd like to quote Jamie Dimon. Uh, I, I think it was 2017 in the, in the 10K. He said yeah. that JP Morgan has won in payments already. So it's, uh, it's interesting to watch that play out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're like the number one uh, overall, Chase is the number one merchant processor. Yeah, the scale is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have time for one last question. I guess, what, what are your big audacious goals um, looking out into the back end of 2019 for you and your team? For me, my team, well, I would say personally for me, because, you know, I'm the COO, I'm focused a lot on scaling the business operationally, right? Um, and that is across ops, tech, hiring, you know, as we release these new products, uh, we know that there will be lots of uh, client demand. And so I need to prepare for all that, right? <laughs> I need to prepare for the scale. Um, I think the other thing is, uh, for me, continuing to invest in our culture of innovation and talent. And so for me personally, uh, I'm focused day to day on that continuation of like, fostering our, our culture so that we continue to develop products and innovate and grow. Um, but I think if we pay overall, you know, a lot of our goals this year really to take the products that we've been working on for a while and start to really launch them you know, with key partners um, and to share that with the market. And so there's going to be a lot, hopefully, that comes out in the next couple of months that will be exciting for us. Well, it's, uh, I think you have to gear up and, and uh, take a big nap before all the work you have to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Thank you.